Hi, I'm Laura Allen. And I'm Liv Austin. And between us, we are a songwriter, actor, singer, producer, and the hosts of My Amazing Mess, a podcast where we talk to creatives who are right in the middle of developing their own unique careers. They are totally honest with us about what it takes to pursue their dream job, the exciting highs, the disheartening lows, and and the the amazing mess that is everything in between. It's Friday, that means it's time for Messy Musings. We don't have all the answers, but we ask the questions anyway. Laura Allen. Liv Austin. In the room. In the room. That's what we're talking about today. In the room, as an actor, I'm just immediately hearing, oh, you mean audition then. But I think we can talk about a few different things when it comes to being, you know, in the room. Yeah. Coming down to, you know, showing, showing someone who you are, what you can do. Yeah, I think this one is a really good one and hopefully will resonate with everybody because um, there are, I I mean, I can't really think of many examples where at some point in your career you are not in the room Mm. as such, whether it be an interview, um, an audition, a music audition, acting audition. A um, meeting with someone who's important to, you know, your Even a Skype audition. You are technically in the room, aren't you? Or Skype or whatever online (laughs) way there there is now to audition uh, for things or interview for things. I went to drama school in London for a year and then then I had a gap year and did work and then came and and trained with you live at, at Guildford. And one of the things, because we were on a foundation year, much of the stuff they were teaching us, yes, they were teaching us to act, but they were also mainly teaching us to get into drama school. And a lot of the stuff, we used to have lessons just on entering a room for audition <laughs> practice. And it's so interesting how, and I try and now teach this to my students who I teach who want to go to drama school, the first three five seconds of somebody walking into the room already tells a story about that person and you're then fighting either with that or against it for the rest of the time you're in the room so and I think it's the same whether you're in an interview scenario or an audition or whatever it is if you kind of don't walk into that room saying yeah here I am this is what I have to bring does this work for you and do you work for me you're kind of already on the back foot if you are anything other than that and it's really hard to teach or or to even acknowledge for yourself it took me a while to work out what that was I was like but I am I'm walking into the room and I'm smiling at these people what you know but it's an inner thing I think an inner belief that you are meant to be in that room yes so that is such an interesting one for me because I remember that being mentioned so many times at drama school you know the some people go as far and I think this is kind of it's extreme to put it this way because I don't think that it's quite like that. But, you know, some people will be like, they have decided whether they want you or not within the first five seconds of you entering the room. I'm like, oh, I still have to kind of do do a good audition. They might have decided that they like you and they're excited about you. Absolutely. But, okay, with that knowledge, then what do you do? Because now I'm self-aware already opening the door. Am I am I walking <laughs> <Exactly>. weird? <laughs> Should I shake their hand? Oh, I, I'm, I'm not meant to shake their hands and I've started now. So I have Ooh, to- let me tell you as well, I have been in situations where I've gone in to shake someone's hand and they've refused my hand. So let me tell no. you, yeah, let me tell you <laughs> that, that anything can happen as you are in a room with somebody, you're putting people in a room. And it, yeah, exactly that. You are so right in, in saying that, that, where do you go from there? You've entered the room and then what? Because that's, as as a, you know, 
someone who was about to graduate and we started talking about this a lot and you're doing all these audition training things. I was like, this is not helping me at all because now I'm just more self-conscious about every single aspect of what I'm doing. So it's very easy to say and I understand why people say it. Be a real person. Be uh, be on from the, the moment you come in the door. But that also can kind of just make you more in your head because you're just so aware of how people are observing you. Now that I've done so many auditions, I'm like, I get what that means. Because when you've done it many times, you understand what it means. And actually, what it means to me is that you have to know why you're there is actually, I think, what it means. And I can remember some really good auditions where I've either got the job or I've been penciled for it, which means that, you know, you're likely to get the job and you have to hold the date because it's down to you and one other person or something, or I get a recall. Basically, when I get some kind of feedback that I've done a good audition, I've felt that. I've known as I opened the door, not like, I'm going to strut in there and they're going to love me. Not that, but I've felt that I knew why I was there and I've felt worthy. I felt like I was prepared. I knew what I was going to do, but I was happy to change it if they wanted something different. So I think that's kind of what it means. But people are not always that good at explaining that that's what you need. (laughs) See, this is why I knew this one was going to blow my mind, because now I want to go back to like, how do you know that you're meant to be there? Like, Mm. what is it? You know, okay, so interesting for me, it's been when I have on the acting front gone for an audition where I was like, yeah, I could play that part. And it's just literally whether they want my face or somebody else's face. Yeah. And I think, I think even just, just about you and I've just spoken about that now, more things are coming to my mind that it's almost like relationships, not necessarily romantic ones, you know, romantic or friendships or anything where you, you click with people, you walk into a room and you, there's something about a person, whether they smile at you and say something funny or you kind of, they're right on your wavelength, right from that first interaction you have with somebody they help to bring out the real you so it's a difficult one when you come to doing it for career purposes because you're thinking I need a job I need money I want the job I want to work with these people especially if you then start climbing up a ladder of quite prestigious auditions you know if you're going in for big well-known film directors or if you walk and live if you walked into to a meeting with huge label or yeah. or a big you know a big artist that wanted you wanted to write with you know mm. I'm sure those those scenarios will come up for you and, and it's going to be interesting to to look back and see how you enter those situations yeah but I think you know that again exactly so if you know why you're there you're more likely to bring a bit of you that could then be heightened by the right clicking with someone I know like when I have gone in and I've done well in auditions I can't even necessarily tell you that I was more prepared for one than the other it's just been that as I've gone in I felt right for it they've felt I was right for it I like them they like me in some way which has allowed me to give my best self in that room exactly as you said with experience having done it a lot more I I understand it a lot more and sometimes I come out of rooms where I think I just wasn't right for that I wasn't right for it they are not looking for me I didn't really show myself in the best light because I didn't feel like I felt confident to and that wasn't necessarily the, the people's fault or my fault it just didn't click didn't feel right in that moment and it's hard when you're basing your career off of every moment of that trying to be the best version of yourself all the time it's very 
it's it's a it's a more bizarre way I think to conduct a lot of your career because most people who interview for a job will probably be likely to be in that job for a good few years Mm. Um, and it's not very often that you audition for something where you're going to be doing that thing for a good few years unless you're lucky enough to be doing something in the West End that you know runs for some a good long while yeah and even then you might have to re-audition for a different part or you know you're in an audition scenario in the room as we say in that way a lot more often than maybe people who aren't in creative industries what do you think about that yeah I think I think so And, and what comes up for me when you're talking about this is that undeniably it's not just about you like you can bring you can bring it but if the first thing that happens is that somebody you felt like it was the right thing to do to to shake someone's hand and somebody refuses that, then that changes everything. Or if you come into a room, you're feeling fine and someone's like, hey, oh, so lovely to meet you. And they have this like great energy in the room and you're like, oh, this is really fun. (laughs) And suddenly you feel great. So to pretend like whatever happens with the people who are already sat in the room waiting for you is not important, that's that's just not true because that is going to change how you feel and some people work together, some people don't, you know, some people you click with, as you say, and some people you don't. So I think because this is kind of the one of the biggest struggles for, for actors is that, you know, to, you want to audition well. And uh, I kind of want to tell people that, you know, you have to like them, too. But that's so easy to say when people are like, I just want a job, actually. I just don't really care if I like them. I just want, you know, to book this job so I can earn some money or be working. So I know it's, it's you know, easy to say that. But it's actually important. Like, you have to, I think it's important to go in there and have have some love for yourself and for your dignity. And if someone's going to make you feel awful, then you don't need to take that. You know, which is rare, you know, but sometimes it, it can it can feel a bit not nice in the room and you, you don't really know why. And it's not just it's not necessarily your fault, you know. No. And I have also on the flip side of that, I've been in auditions where they've been so lovely. Yeah. And probably so lovely because as I walked in, they thought, nope, we want a blonde, um, <laughs> blue eyed girl. So but let's have some fun. Well, let's you have know. a lovely issue. Sweet. sweet. Yeah. yeah. And, and I as when I was auditioning for drama school, I try and say this to my students all the time it's always the ones that are lovely to them. They don't get recalled. Yeah. And it's the ones where they're pushing them a bit. They're a bit more kind of, mm, okay, try that then. Try it's because they're like, right, can, can, what can we do with this person? Sometimes it's that. I mean, I remember ringing you, Liv, I think after a, an audition for an advert, I did. I got the mm-hmm. job. I was the first one in. The guy I was reading with forgot his lines, which made me forget my. You know, we kind of all forgot each other's lines. Typical um, uh, casting, which if if you need to go back and listen, the interview we did with Tom Rainsford talking about uh, commercial castings, go and listen to that. It's really interesting. It's talking about his side of it from being, you know, behind the camera there. But talking on that day, I remember everyone ignored me. <laughs> all the people in the room were ignoring me because they were just either, you know, reading their emails or looking at the screen. And I and I, it went terribly in my mind. It went terribly. I didn't think it went very well at all. And I left thinking, well, I didn't get that. But it's a really, you know, I, I rang you, I think, and I said, you know, it was a really good reminder that, you know, no, they don't all go very well. And then I got the job. And I remember speaking to the client on the day of the job. And I said, I, I didn't think I did well. And she said to me, no, you were you made so much sense of kind of quite boring legal jargon that you made it sound quite interesting. So I was like, okay. So sometimes just because someone isn't showing you in the room that they like you doesn't always mean that you're not, you're not right for the job or you won't get it and vice versa so that's also interesting so I don't know what how that helps anybody listening because it's a minefield but that's exactly it because 
all I want to say from that, take away from that is stop guessing in the room what's going on because I've been so wrong and I've been so right. I've had a few times where I've been like, I think I got that. Yeah, me that too. was great. But they're rare. They're few and far between. And then I've had other ones. I have had examples where I've texted you. I've texted John, my, my partner, going literally as I left the room going, well, I didn't get that. And then I've got it or got a recall. I have clear examples in my mind where I was like, well, they wanted me in and out in 30 seconds. So that's not good because they didn't redirect me or nothing like that. And then my agent has been like, no, they just realized straight away that you were it. So they're not going to waste any time because they have a lot of people to see. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So stop that. The best advice, I think, is if you can just go into a room if we're talking specifically about auditions here I want to talk about other stuff too but if you're going into audition for something or interview for something as well any way that you're trying to get a job and they're testing you in some way try not to evaluate as it's happening what's going on that's not your job you don't need to do that just be present because you can then leave and evaluate as much as you want and, and critique yourself and like I should not have said that I should not have tried to crack that joke you can be hard on yourself after but in the room just like try and be there because you will be wrong so many times about how they feel about you because some people I dread to think if I was going to cast something what people are going to think because I've got such a stone face like my my neutral face is just like I look so serious so people would be like oh god she hate they would be like she hated me you know if if I am at the front row of a gig and I know the person playing they'd be like you look like you were really worried and I'm like no just listening to the music so don't try and read people's faces you don't know them don't try and you know if they didn't laugh and you were trying to be funny Maybe they're just making notes. Very funny guy. <laughs> Honestly, having, having having sat and been fortunate in my mind now to have been on both sides of things. I've been on a panel many times, especially for now my own projects where I will be auditioning people. The majority of people that came in were great. But we had seven people to cast and we saw so many because we it wasn't specific characters. There were, there were people playing lots of different roles. So we were trying to find people that could fit lots of the roles they were going to play and a lot of the time you don't know what you're looking for until that person walks in and it's in front of you and you're like yeah that's what I was looking for um but I mean I spent most of the first time I think you were there Liv the first day we were just yeah, helping, helping you out yeah and I, I was like I had jaw ache because I was trying so hard to smile at every person and by the end I was like okay I don't, I don't need to they're just going to come in and audition <laughs> I'll try and be nice to every single person because you know what it's like so you want to give yeah you see you see it from both sides but I think okay if we're not talking about auditions and we're just talking about being you know in the room with people talking about in the room if if you are working in the room with people and you are recording music or writing with people or you're in a rehearsal scenario and you're in the room how does that what does that mean to you Liv what what do you take from that yeah because what comes up is is the maybe the times where you have to bring it you know it's it's not dissimilar from an audition setting but it's just as you say in actual work so I think about you know songwriting again this comes up obviously a lot for me but going in and writing with people and how that can kind of be the same thing it's like how do you feed off the other person are you feeling up for it you know (laughs) because writing a song is not you, you don't wake up every day going yeah I, I've got loads of great stuff to bring today you might feel a bit like oh I'm not having a good day and I don't know what I've got to to offer. I'm feeling down on myself. I feel low on confidence. But you've agreed to do it. And so you go in 
Or it can be that you go in and you feel great, but then something happens in the room that kind of knocks that. And uh, I've had some times where I've uh, done that thing when I've been writing where I'm kind of critiquing my work as I'm doing it. And um, I think it's about being kind to yourself if, you know, put yourself in situations that might be uncomfortable or new or whatever. But I find for me, for instance, that if I have writing sessions with too many people because sometimes it's like I've had four-way rides so four people in the room writing and I don't enjoy that because it takes me out of the the creative thing because there are too many people involved and I kind of go I don't know what my role here is if I'm with one person I'm so comfortable like I'm sat here with you talking because I know when is my time to talk and when is your time to talk it's easy for me I can be more real with that one person going here's a suggestion do you like it and I feel like I can pick up on whether the other person is being honest when they say yes or you know that they have the space to say no um and so that's for me that's what I've learned I'm like I'm gonna try and avoid those settings because I don't really thrive but I'm not gonna just never do it again but it's just kind of knowing when you don't feel great and you don't have to keep putting yourself in those situations yet when it comes to recording is another one because that can be quite stressful for people you know a lot of people don't enjoy being in the studio recording because they like performing on stage you know and then they go oh they must be so stressful to be in the studio recording your songs and I'm like I get why you would say that because it puts pressure on you know stuff being recorded and kept forever but it's the same again just try and like be in the moment when I recorded the uh, backing BV's backing vocals for your album Liv yes I um that was a very good example of being in a room but mm. just not the room because I was a in a tiny little vocal I booth was in a vocal booth <laughs> and then you you and the producer at the time Tom was were throwing me some new harmonies off on the spot and so and it's like a talk back thing so you guys could hear me the whole time but I could only hear you if you actually press the button to say we're talking to you it's pretty so terrifying that. it is it, it's terrifying and <laughs> the amount of times that the button would go and I'd hear okay could you just do a, a, a note and I'd be sung a note and then you'd go off and I'd be like okay no wait what's a note <laughs> hello anyone <laughs> and yeah. so it, that is that's a whole different level of being on it and I'm assuming will come with practice and you get used to being in that situation but again I was in a a scenario where I was with friends and can you imagine then you know heightening that to being with a big recording artist or a big writer or a big director whatever it is that you're working with and someone's going go and you have to be on absolutely it's it's it can be nerve-wracking and I think practice and to keep continually doing it and not being hard on yourself if if every time you do it isn't always perfect you can't be always perfect but you can at least learn and and keep going with with how you were on that occasion okay I needed to be a bit more this or I needed to I like the way I just went for it regardless if you're the kind of person who instantly will think that people are not happy with what you're doing and especially if you're in a setting like that you're in your own separate little vocal booth or little room and somebody's in a different room directing you if it goes quiet for a bit or whatever, you know, it's easy to go, oh, God, they hate me. And they're sat there discussing who else they can get in to do this, you know, or whatever. That's what my mind would go sometimes. But 
just trust that if something is difficult for you or just a bit of a challenge, then it probably would be a challenge for anyone who was doing it. It's a process. It takes some time. Everyone's allowed to make mistakes. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a perfect example of when you're kind of isolated and so vulnerable as well because your voice is being recorded and it's... Yeah, the ultimate pressure, isn't it? Yeah, and I think as well, I'm just, you know, this is this is why this I was excited to talk about this one because it's like opening Pandora's box. There's so many things to talk about. But the the other thing for me is my personal thing, knowledge is power. So the more I know about what I'm going into, I'm more open to then play with that. But at least I've I've kind of armed with going in knowing everything I can know um you know talking about meetings for instance I met with someone to talk about my sitcom bird snog which which is how we filmed the pilot we've spoken a lot about it in series one and uh, it's very exciting we're talking to a lot of people about it at the moment and I'm meeting people and the more I meet with people I had quite a good level of meeting a while back and because I had made it all myself and I had shown it to lots of people, so I had feedback on, you know, what they thought of it. When I went in there, there wasn't a question they asked me that I didn't know how to answer with confidence and then and more some. So I feel like if we're talking about meetings and, mm. and going in to talk to people, not to just perform for them, but to actually, you know, to try and assess whether these people and you are going to work well together in whatever you're doing, even if you're trying to sell them something, an idea and you want they can help you, it's still a two way thing. So you want to kind of be in a position where you feel confident enough to gauge if they are the kind of people that you'd want to work with as well and that you feel like you are showing the best version of what you have to offer I am to kind of round it up I always think of I hope Tam won't mind us talking about Tam Williams our teacher from drama school who did a great term with us on commercial castings because whenever I think about in the room I don't know why commercial castings always come up for me because (laughs) they are the most bizarre room you can be in yeah um people just I mean I've been in rooms where everyone's looking at you and you know happy to talk to you but you're in a lot in a room with a lot of people that are not looking at you or paying you any attention at all and I remember Tam for instance walking into the room the first time he ever walked in uh, to our classroom and everyone was like who is Tex? who is this he was lovely so charismatic smiling face and he I remember him making us all feel so at ease and kind of realistic about what a commercial casting would be and this is an actor who's done countless amazing work on in theatre um mainly as as far as I'm aware um and I remember him being quite honest with us saying I I don't really often get commercials because I'm not very good at, like that he found that version stressful but I remember him getting us to watch back our fake commercial castings and he'd point out when someone he called it like a twinkle in their eye and you can see it and I don't know I can't tell anyone listening how you <laughs> actually produce a twinkle in your eye but it's being a bit cheeky or but but in a professional way or having a bit of fun with something or bringing that element of you and I don't think you can fake it. I think it, you just have to be in a room where you feel like you can. But I remember just, yeah, him saying, you see that twinkle? And the, when someone says hello to camera, for instance, they don't just say, Laura Allen, for this yeah. part, this is my agent. You know, someone says, hi, I'm I'm Laura. And you, you, you show a bit of your personality. And I think I've t- that's what I've taken away from being in the room is to just try and be me on a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that goes with all of these things, working, auditioning, meeting people, just don't underestimate how important it is to just be you. Sounds so naff to say, but it's, you know, it is quite easy to try and become somebody else, to to try and guess what somebody wants you to do. But actually, you are the most unique thing that you can offer. 
takes practice to be you. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Yeah, thanks. Yes. We will be doing our very first live messy musing over on Instagram on Friday the 1st of May at 5pm UK time. We know that lots of our listeners are listening in from all over the world. So if you don't already, follow us on Instagram. It's myamazing.mess. Click the follow button and then you'll be able to see when we go live. We'd love to hear from you, hear your questions. And Liv and I will be, of course, talking from our different homes about how creatives and how all of us in general are just finding the lockdown and going through this bizarre thing that we're all all going through together so we hope it'll be a really big community feel and we'd love to be able to hear from some of our listeners so join us over there on friday the 1st of may at 5 p.m uk time and we look forward to seeing you there Mm